0: Dummy. they're eating her and then they're going to eat me
1: because all you of Earth are idiots everything is at your order. but that's i promise you damn look like
2: my women is on time babe i could show warm up no shit baby
3: no yes you be like the
4: humans
1: Hey, man, we're smoking while well, I'm eating. You don't have to die. Well, no one has to die 30. Mm. You can live. Live. Black and star. Black rocket.
0: Welcome to Cinema de Fromage. And once again, I'm reminded I've got to fix that intro. So tonight, Herman Munster and Al Bundy duke it out in the exciting, hilarious, show stopping um, disorganized crime uh, this week on Cinema de Fromage. Play that trailer, Mr. Kente. Let's see. Oh.
1: Touchstone Pictures presents a new comedy from the makers of Stakeout. Meet Nick Markowski, safecracker. Well, hello, Nick. Max Green, explosives expert. When was the last time you saw your optometrist? Carlos Barrios, enforcer. I don't do relatives. And Ray Forby, car thief. You right, gentlemen? These four professionals have been summoned to Montana by Frank Salazar, criminal mastermind, for a very important assignment. Now, Frank's gang is organized. Frank's plan is ready. The only thing missing is Frank. Where's Frank? Where the hell is Frank? Maybe he found a woman. Maybe he got lost. The problem is Frank is on the run. Mom! I ain't going after him by myself. An over-eager cop is on his trail. Don't let him get away this time. Maybe Frank ain't coming back. And these total strangers are on their own. When you take a job, you stick it out of the end.
0: When are we planning on doing
1: this? Tonight. Tonight? Now four disoriented criminals are trying to pull off one disorganized crime. Sheriff, I promise you this is it. We're gonna get nailed! Get my clothes! Get my clothes! He's taking the car! He's taking the car! There's only one bank, George. What are we gonna do? Rob it and then run away on foot? No!
0: We gotta back. There. I say we get the hell out. So you're just gonna give up. Gets a little high in the kitchen.
1: The kitchen burned down, George. Touchstone Pictures presents Corbin Burnson, Ruben Blades, Fred Gwynn, Ed O'Neill, and Lou Diamond Phillips. The comedy about crime. We We got him! We lost him! We found him! I'm gonna kill him! Disorganized crime. Yes,
0: disorganized crime. This week's pick for Cinema de welcome everyone to the show that goes on and brings you some of the most interesting films that we can think of. Not the best, not the greatest, but the most interesting. And this week's pick is uh, one from Kente, uh, Disorganized Crime, a comedy uh, from the 90s, I believe? Yeah, those are films. No, anyways. 80, 80, late, 80s, late 80s? It's
3: 89.
0: My, I was close enough. 89, 90. Anyways, so uh, without further ado, let's introduce the rest of the gang here and then break into what this thing is about. So we'll start off at the top with Kent. How are you doing today? I'm doing
5: good. Uh, I'm doing very good. Happy to be here and um, looking forward to talk about this film. Um, You know, uh, I feel like I, I try to make my list this year to be kind of mixed with, uh, funny movies as well as uh, different kind of movies. So um, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait to see your funny pick. So <laughs> next <laughs> is uh, a Josh, aka Frank Salazar, is here. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing great. Glad to be here to talk about this film, and I can't wait to break it down. Oh, it's gonna <laughs> be neat. Interesting. <laughs>
0: Hilarious. And then, of course, in the let's see, I, I, I'm going to get it right one of these days. We have right here in the corner, Jen. How are you doing today, Jen?
3: Hey, I'm doing super good. I, I will definitely have lots to say about this movie. Um, I was just telling everyone in our pre-broadcast that I said I had never seen it, and then 15 minutes into it, I was like, oh, I've seen this movie before. So, yep, I've got lots to say about
0: it. Oh, excellent! Good, then I won't have to talk much. <laughs> also tonight, a special guest joining us, Natasha. How are you tonight?
4: I That's- am great. I'm happy to be here. Looking forward to the discussion.
0: All right. Oh, you don't have to lie on our account. And <laughs> and
5: also also tell her, uh, how about you know what you do.
4: What I do, um, I'm a therapist. I work in men- adolescent mental health and with young adults, and I am a professional speaker, and I'm now a comedian for the last year now. I think August makes it a year. Um, a little bit of a workaholic, <laughs> <laughs>
5: um,
4: but yeah, just that's me.
5: And what about adult adolescents? Do you uh, deal with them?
4: Adult adolescents, those are my favorite guys.
5: King,
0: see? Yeah. I'm one of those. <laughs> you wouldn't know it, but yeah. I'm over 19. <laughs> and so 19 and a quarter? <laughs> yeah, you could tell I'm young if I start do, counting myself in quarters and halves, right? 19 and a half. I, I, and I'm getting up there. You don't have to put a close-up on me, Kente. By the way, you're doing a really good job tonight with the uh, the switching. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. You know what? Let's uh, dive deep into this. A movie that I said is uh, a movie that will make you laugh until you stop. (laughs) Jen, why don't you give us a rundown on this film?
3: Well, we know that this was a really excellent film because the synopsis is concise and super short. Four crooks cause trouble. While waiting for their leader, Corbin Burnson, being chased by two inept detectives. Our initial release date for this film was April 14th, 1989, and it was directed by Jim. Do we pronounce his last name, Kauf? Yes. Jim Kauf. There we go.
0: Yes, Kauf. And, and there it is in a nutshell. Well, good night, folks. We'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding, Kent. Why don't we start with you and have a little? Let's start talking about the film. Uh, you, it was your pick. Why don't you tell us about uh, your, uh, you know, background with this film and why you chose this film and what you have to say about it?
5: Sure. Um, I, as I think I said last week, um, that this was a film my brother saw in the theater and was like, you know, he wanted me to see it when I was a kid. So I saw it. I saw it maybe. Wait, how long was it back when movies came out back then in the 80s? Like, what, it took about a year or so? Something like that? So whenever... Oh, VHS?
0: Yeah, yeah. it was about six months to a year. Six
5: months to a year. So it was something around that time. And um, so it was something I always remembered as a kid. And at the time, you know, um, uh, Ed O'Neill was obviously the man on uh, Married with Children. So, you know, a lot of us were fans of, of him. As well as Fred Gwynn and uh, Lou Diamond Phillips as well. Uh, he was he was his career was hot at that time. So they had a lot of people that were hot uh, their careers uh, in this film. So it was a, a really good cast. So yeah, it's a movie that I remember from back in the day.
0: Yeah. Okay, and so and and what makes it specifically a fromage film? What gives it that quality that you think? Puts it in with the rest of the garbage we watch.
5: Um,
0: Well, I think it's a fromage film
5: because, you know, it's very silly and very corny when you have manure humor, you know, in a movie. You know, when a movie ends with them falling in cow shit. Oh, oh, oh,
0: spoilers. Uh, Yeah. Don't ruin it for everybody. My bad.
5: I didn't get the spoiler section. I, um, I think that pretty fromages it up. When you have, you know, uh you know, um somebody walking across a lake with their clothes above their head and it ends up going in the river and, you know, it's pretty fromage. So it's definitely not high brow humor. But um yeah, I think you know, it was a very silly, wacky movie and um, you know, so I think it totally fromages <laughs> it's totally. very fr- it's very I, I did not know fromage was a verb but okay it's fromage it's fromage okay so uh yeah but uh it definitely i think it definitely fits the bill for sure excellent all, all right.
0: right well you know what as our uh, special guest natasha and you, and you said you're getting into comedy so with your experience in comedy uh, how would you describe this particular comedy and you can be brutally honest as you wish
4: Um, so I agree with Kente that it was not highbrow. Um, It was rather slapstick and, um, you know, easy humor, but it was still funny. Like, you know, sometimes that's all you want. The feel I got from the movie is if you're having a day where you felt down about yourself, watch the movie and you'll feel a lot better because it was full of idiots and makes you feel better about who you are. (laughs) they were just so inept. (laughs) Um, They didn't do much well, but the beauty of it is all the stuff they didn't do well is where the comedy came from. And that's what made the movie great. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. I agree. Josh, your thoughts on the film?
2: Well, I will echo Kente's sentiments when I say that it did have a pretty stellar cast. In fact, I had no idea that Fred Gwynn could do something like this. Although there was a point in time where I'm guessing the director's like, well, we have Herman monster, uh, Herman monster. We have to get him to do the laugh. And he does. So ooh, uh, ooh, there ooh. was that. the, the only question that I was really left with uh, watching this was uh, because it had such a stellar cast. What did the director have to blackmail them to get them there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Really,
5: you if you notice, so if you notice, there were no movie stars really in it. They were all television actors, besides Lou Diamond Phillips. Corey Matthews'
2: dad in it. Yeah,
5: huh? say that one more time.
2: Corey Matthews' dad was in it. Oh wow! Yeah, Boy Meets World. Anybody? Right. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah yeah. Anybody? yeah, yeah. we were just talking about me and um, Natasha was talking about that yesterday. Uh, that yeah, he was in there. Um, but it's all TV guys, except for mm-hmm. Lou Diamond Phillips. He was like the only, at the time. And even
0: then, he wasn't big. Uh, did La Bamba come out at the same time, or was that just before this? I want to say it was before. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely was, before. But I'll bet you this was being produced before La Bamba became big. That's my guess, because I'm sure that they got everybody at, you know... And they may have got them all on scale, you know, because it's like these guys weren't on the top of the game. Ed O'Neill was just starting up becoming a TV star. Uh, Fred Gwynn was seeing his last great days as Urban sort of Munster back in the 60s. So I could see where they might be like, you know, we can get these guys pretty cheap before any of them become big or disappear or become just
2: character actors.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, was well, this mean, before
2: and after my cousin Vinny? Uh, this <laughs> would be
0: before my before, cousin Vinny. Yeah, before. That's the uh, last thing I what, remember Fred went in. Uh, and Pet Cemetery.
5: Pet Cemetery, right,
0: right, right. I loved him in Pet Cemetery. He was awesome, yeah.
5: yeah. He's a great actor. I've, Some I've things, watching. you know,
0: ought to stay dead. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, we haven't heard from you yet. Aside from your stellar okay. your uh, uh, recitation of the back of the box,
3: I'm so good at delivering two lines at a time. It's amazing. <laughs> you should definitely <laughs> utilize that talent way more. Yeah, we're, we are um, underutilizing it. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I have a couple thoughts on this. <clears throat> One, this, as I remember, okay, this movie came out uh, around the time that uh, George Bush was elected as president. Okay. and I, I And I say that because in the U.S. at least, there was this, I don't know exactly how to describe it except to say that there was so much doom and gloom kind of running around that there was this pervasive sense of the world is just, you know, kind of not a great place. And I, I in some ways feel like a lot of movies that came out around this time had a really similar feel to them where it was much more an exploration of how do we make slapstick sort of funny again? Um, you know, can we, pull together a a group of people and do, you know, of course they wouldn't have known what this was then, but do the Italian job in a comedy style. It, 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 it just sort of pulls in this little bubble of time, which didn't last really long, but it, it, I feel like the people who really liked this movie really liked it because at the time it was just what we need. And it's weird because a lot of movies, run sort of they get this uh attached to them and then the the nostalgia kind of picks in or kicks in i'm so sorry and then you can kind of see how people remember something that isn't really all that great now but felt like it was fantastic then and i think that this is one of those movies in retrospect if i were to just watch this movie cold and i didn't remember anything about it, I would say, wow, you know what, what were they, what were the writers thinking? This is, uh, it's, just, it's a mess. It's so, I mean, not that it needs to any he help to be more disorganized than it was, cue title, but it, it just felt sloppy. It felt sloppy put together. But I think that that was the point. And it, it made a moment in time that, Everything needed to be a little bit more funny, that there had to be some levity involved in what was happening around everyone. And this was the answer to it. Right. Does that make sense? Because I I don't I don't think that the, the movie itself didn't the movie itself was not a bad movie at the time. I think it was really actually pretty good. I just think that we are looking at it through the lens of, wow, that's really terrible cinema now. Right.
5: No, but yeah. I, I don't know, though. Like, I mean, it's definitely an 80s movie. Right. Or late 80s movie. And it has that vibe to it. But I mean, sloppily put together. I mean, it it's a comedy. And it's I mean, the right. story the story is pretty solid. I mean, as far you're, as you're what
3: misunderstanding what I'm saying, I'm not saying that, that it's sloppily put together like uh like it doesn't make any sense. I'm saying it's intentionally it intentionally feels Like it's loose. That's on purpose. That's not, that was by design by the writers. It's supposed to feel that way because that's how the comedy rolls. The comedy doesn't roll by sticking to a a very severe formula. Mm -hmm. It lets itself go. And see, that's different. We don't experience a lot of that right now. We don't have a lot of movies that Mm -hmm. fit that bill. And so it doesn't feel normal to us in any way. And that's what I was saying. Not that the movie itself is inherently sloppy. It was meant to be something that we just don't experience anymore. And that's really loose in terms of it's writing and action.
5: Hmm. I mean, my thing is a comedy is supposed to make you laugh. That's the main thing. And I mean, I don't think there's, I mean, you have to kind of take. It did do that. Yeah. I mean, you got to take, I mean, are you that hung up
0: on the plot? you know what I mean? like
5: the plot i mean i mean well, the plot for what it is is solid
0: i'm gonna you know? i'm gonna interrupt for just a second because that's what i don't do really um uh, in this movie mm-hmm. it's obvious that the plot is the most important thing in this film because everything is geared on all of the these events happening the way they're doing he's trying you've got salazar trying to uh Escape from the the law and get back to think You got these guys who are trying to commit a crime, waiting for Salazar. To find out he can't do it, and deciding to do it anyway. You have the uh, plot with the cops trying to capture Salazar and mistaking all the things, events happening, and putting it on the one guy. It's a very plot driven comedy. It's not just random events happening, uh, you know, out of the blue. It's it's definitely a plot driven comedy. Less. What is the comedy? Like, but
3: it's a comedy of errors.
0: Yes, yeah, it's it's a farce. It's definitely a farce, right? Um, yeah, right. Uh, with some slapstick thrown in, I, you know. I, I'm just I was just taking a quick look to see the films that came out in 80, 1989, and the comedy films that I, I can see here. Um, if you want to compare, uh, you had things like you have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You had um, Uncle Buck, mm-hmm. Major League, UHF, which we will be discussing later on, mm-hmm. um, Parenthood. Look who's talking! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some really awful ones like Little Monsters, and then uh, see you No evil here, no evil, which was uh, the, I think that was the last one with Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder together. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else popping up? Harlem Nights is a semi-comedy, not quite a comedy. Oh, Harlem Nights is funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's got some funny moments in it, but it's, yeah, it, it's very it tries funny. to play it very serious too. Yeah. So it's. Bit of both, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, War of the uh, War of the Roses. If you want to talk about bleak comedies of that time, yeah, that's, that's a what dark comedy. <laughs> so I mean, that's you dark. know, like, you're looking at that, you putting this one compared to the ones I've mentioned. Just off the top, it's like, you know, this one doesn't, you know, may not be as memorable. It may not be as goofy or uh, like. Sometimes a comedy is run either by characters, and that's what makes it funny, just the weird characters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the funny story, and sometimes it's just the premise, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so if you're looking at something like, uh, uh, look who's talking, it's the premise, right? Uh, you're hearing the thoughts of a baby. Okay. Uh, does it hold up? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in years. I remember watching it the first I time it came it. out. Oh, it's kind of funny, but I never watched the sequels, and uh-huh. you know, I've never watched it again. I watched it once. Uh, Bill and Ted's Adventure, uh, sort of a bit of both, uh, character driven but mostly premise driven. Mm-hmm. So characters character through. This one is mostly like when I think of the characters. Do, uh, uh, maybe I'll ask you guys how you thought about it. But did any of the characters really stand out to you as something odd or unique or interesting? Um, I would I say, think uh, very bland, blah and bland about all the characters. I would like, say you...
5: Sorry, I, would, I would say the uh, Ed O'Neill. I thought,
0: yeah, Ed O'Neill stood out. I think Ed
5: O'Neill was hilarious. I thought he, yes. he's, you know, and it holds up um, his performance over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. And and uh, I think, I don't know. I think for what those characters were supposed to be, it worked. You know, like um, they, I mean, that's what they were. You know, uh, I like Reuben Blades. Reuben Blades uh, was a very good character uh, when he shot the cans that those kids. Shoot, when they heard those gunshots and it turned out to be kids shooting at cans and stuff, you know, um, I thought he was good. I, I liked um, the guy from Boy Meets World. I can't think of that guy's name. Um, you know, uh, you know, he was, you know, he was cool. So, and then, of course, you know, Corbin Bernstein, his uh, storyline that, you know, I thought I loved how it all came to get. Well, spoiler alert. That, uh, so,
3: so um. that's part of the point, though, right? So mm-hmm. this the way that I see when you ask about the characters is it's not specifically meant to call out any one character in their zone. It's mm. meant to be, and again, I just have to refer to the title. It's they are disorganized. They are meant to be like the funny gang that cannot seem to catch a break. And that is supposed to be where we are paying attention not to any individual one character upstaging or being better than or worse than any other. It's the whole group together that makes this thing work. And that is uh, quintessentially, I think that is the point. And that's why none of the characters stand out as, oh yeah, remember how awesome he was. I mean, one of the things that I think Lou Diamond Phillips brings to the role is, is, is his sense of, you know, he, at the time, here's this sort of kid looking character who can get along with everybody else in this group and still be just as bad as they are. I mean, like there's something it's almost endearing the way that they fail.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing, though, I would agree with Kennedy about Ed O'Neill's character that he stands out a bit because I I would put it this way. If it were a sitcom, Ed O'Neill's character is the one character you can make a spin-off show with. He's the only one that you would want to watch on his own. Everybody else needs everybody to make it work together. But Ed O'Neill's character, you could actually probably conceptualize watching him in his own right. And that character being that bumbling cop or detective or whatever, doing something else. I I could fathom watching him in something else as that character. The rest of them, I wouldn't, wouldn't, on their own, I wouldn't want to watch it.
5: Yeah, and I, I thought the pairing of him and Daniel Roebuck was great. They play they played off each other very well. No, they and, uh There's funny, man. Like, they, Ed O'Neill was hilarious in the in the film, and uh, you know, uh, I just you know how he was so obsessed with the catching Frank, and he made everything about Frank. What you know, no matter what mm-hmm. was going on, even when uh, you know it was the stuff that they were doing, then it's like you know, you know he's he's so obsessed, he just thinks everything is with him. And there, and I think if you go back and see the movie, there's so many, like, little bits that even as someone who's seen it a couple of times, that i pick up when I saw it, too. So, um, I've, you know, like, but going back to, you know, let's kind of go into the story a little bit. Um, you know, uh, I want to start off with, um, uh, so there's this whole thing where Corbin Burnson sends out a letter. Do you guys remember letters back? Do you uh, remember that?
0: I still get them. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Excuse
5: me. Uh, I still write it, too. Oh, what are you, in prison? Is that? That's the only people I know. Oh, here. no. I
0: don't understand this email thing. I
5: to, so, <laughs>
0: like
5: a... I mean, now it would be a text, right? The movie would start off with him texting those guys. But, uh, um, So he sent out, like, what, five letters or whatever it was and mm-hmm. gets the people to go to Montana without giving him, he had so much clout that with little information, they just hop on a train and come to uh, Montana to meet up with him for this job, which they know nothing about. I can imagine you probably don't want to put it in a letter uh, (laughs) that, you know, hey, come on down, we're robbing a bank, you know, but um, I mean,
3: it it must have seemed like a great idea though, right? Because this guy writes a a letter and he says, come to Montana. They couldn't have possibly thought they were going to get shot. What? There's like Five people in Montana. We'll <laughs> never get caught. There's
5: five people here. Right. I mean, you know, obviously that's silly that, like, a criminal would get a letter in the mail of his homie telling him that, you know, it's like if Josh sent me a letter saying, hey, you know, come to Montana. I have a job for you. You know, I would probably want to... <laughs> right, right. I, I don't know if that would work, <laughs> though. That probably wouldn't work, but, you know, we, you got to take the leap. It's a film. And um, m- most of them And they really didn't know each other, too. So now they have to come together and kind of decide. Well, one is not kill each other at first, and then you know they they decide they're going to rob a bank. And the funny thing was, the amount was really small. (laughs) It was like five hundred thousand dollars. At least it was over a million
0: because remember his bail was a million, and they asked how much. No, 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 no.
5: But they they were they no no no. See, you're spoiling. They thought they were They were stealing five hundred thousand dollars. So my mistake. We're we're going with what they thought was five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And um, you know, even in eighty nine, that seems like a low number to do all to the risk all of that for. To fly across
2: the country for?
5: Yeah, yeah. That's like or travel by train back then. Yeah. So it was like depends on how desperate you are. So there was what there'd have been six of them if Salazar was involved. So that's less than a hundred thousand a piece, you know, if that was, you know, the actual
0: number. That's not
1: bad so, job.
0: That's not bad. Uh, I, I don't know, man, if I'm going to- Are we making 000, up, less than a hundred
4: thousand in a few days? Like if you put it in context- that's
5: yeah, it's just pretty good. That's not a bad I need more job, a bad week's work. I need, a more, I need more than that if I'm going to risk my, my, uh, I need some, uh, enough money that I can, you know. Get
4: You're living. thinking like a
5: non-criminal. This yeah, is but, yeah exactly.
3: This, this is your livelihood. Exactly. And and yeah. also you and also can say you wouldn't make a great comic relief because you're already thinking too far into
5: this. No, no <laughs> I'm clearly just saying, we're not no, thinking. That no, far I'm, I'm pointing out like even today, <laughs> what I'm pointing out is today, even in a movie, it wouldn't be five hundred thousand dollars it would be like yeah, okay.
0: in today's movies they make it big because it has to sound big but it's like it's kind of ridiculous too it's like okay let's say you pull off the one billion dollar (laughs) heist what's going to happen to you now one billion dollars is gone do you think the government is going to stop trying to hunt you down and find you in any way shape or possible because you basically embarrassed everyone by taking that much money right when you think Goodfellas is based on you know the Lufthansa the Lufthansa heist was what maybe three four million dollars right which was the biggest heist at the time and even then they were being hunted down and they didn't stop looking for these guys decades after it happened
5: no I'm I agree with you I'm just saying in movie in a movie that's that's a low n- number compared to what it would be today
0: don't forget these are the guys that were robbing uh, you know uh, piggly Wigglies and everything to uh, make money for bail for their buddies so yeah,
5: that, was, that was funny I, I don't
0: think they 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 really care no
5: I, i'm not i'm not questioning that as a plot line i'm just pointing it out the, the time can I, can I interject something sure of course
2: okay um i watched this movie for the absolute first time and i went in completely blind so in my head i'm seeing things like you know you know kind of from a writer's perspective of you know Okay, you know, a train going through the mountains, and and okay, we got a a train station here. Okay, there's a guy with a bag and a guy with a similar bag, and is there going to be some sort of bag mix-up? And and that's where the shenanigans occur, or, oh, there's a third guy with a—wait, wait, wait, there's a car— is that car going to take the wrong bag, and we're going to have the the zaniness? No, he has a bag too. So, okay. uh, and and as um, Frank is, you know, picked up, I start thinking, okay, is this going to be a Reservoir dog situation where there's, you know, a mole? <laughs> is, is that Yeah, you know, happen? I
0: initially thought Lou Diamond Phillips was a mole at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. I did. I think he's a young guy that nobody knew anything. Said, so, "Oh, okay, he's going to turn out to be like a narc on these guys." And... No, I, thought, yeah. I thought.
2: and, and uh-huh, hope, it was. Um, I thought it was going to be the obvious. Um, I, I, I I don't from Boy Meets World. I thought it was going to be him because he was always so, you know, let's not do this. And <laughs> make sure you want to do this. And, and, and just doubted everything. He was such a downer, you know, as far as his role to the rest of the group. So, um, the point I was saying is, I like I said, I went in blind. And as the movie went on, I realized that everything I thought that I was going to be about, because I kept waiting for, you know, how did they know? And there, there was that one scene where they're talking do... about... Uh, Frank's mom, yeah, that's but, that's the
5: mole right there.
2: They tell you who the mole was, yeah, but I didn't think it was going to be, you know, that. I was like, oh, they're. Just but you're
0: know, they right? saying that because they're messing with them at the time. I mean, that was a your mama joke, was what they were doing
5: well, there. I mean, but I don't know. I think that was meant. I think they threw that in there, kind of to say that's how we caught him. You know. Uh,
0: no, I think they were just doing that to needle him. I think they were. That was uh, a your mama no, joke.
5: Basically. Yeah, but I, no, but I think also. Paid
0: hundred bucks and your mother turns you in.
5: Yeah, I think I, mean, I, I think on.
0: they meant it. They were making uh, fun of him. The whole thing, because first they said, "Oh, we had to beat her." Ah, no, no, we just did. It. I think she didn't say a thing. I think they were just doing that to needle them. That's how I. It. Uh, well, I mean, I took I it, mean, it, it. I
5: took it as that there was. I, I took it as there was some truth to it, but they added, the yeah,
2: yeah, where she so, turns them in. Yeah, yeah. So like the so, first time they were like just jerking with them, and then they were like, "No, no, it was actually a lot easier than that." <laughs> I, and I thought it was going to go somewhere else too, which it did. Yeah, I thought you know, it was definitely going to be one of one of the the robber guys was going to be a cop or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought Lou Diamond Phillips was going to turn out to be a mole, which you know, young guy in the group that nobody knows about, and it turns out it's a weird thing because uh, there's a lot of dropped threads in this film, potential comedy bits that seem to build up to something and then they just don't. Uh, the big one that sticks in my mind is when. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Spanish Kevin Spacey. There is uh, <laughs> in the car talking to the police. Ruben plates. And, yeah, Ruben and uh, I, that's all I was thinking. Was like, hey, it's sort of Spanish Kevin Spacey. There, or maybe. Wow, not. that's uh, a, a terrible thing to care about. <laughs> Besides the point, so he's talking to the cops about the girl in the bank that he was flirting with, right? So you figured, okay, there's a thread here. They built up Wanda, bring yeah,
4: it. Wanda, right,
0: right, Wanda. So they've set this up. I mean, this is a this is a, a joke setup right here. Boom, he's met Wanda. He's flirted with Wanda. He knows Wanda by name. That's your setup, okay? Later it comes he's talking to the cops. Okay, they know Wanda. He's going to meet Wanda. Okay, where are you? And one cop looks at him, well, "You're going to see Wanda tonight." Now if you're going to carry this through that cop would have been Wanda's husband. And that, that would have been, bad. Oh my God, this guy's we're making it even funnier because he's now telling this guy, Oh yeah, I'm going to have dinner at this girl's house. You know, Wanda. And it's like, yeah, that's my wife kind of thing, which would have made a really interesting thing. But instead they kind of go, Oh yeah, yeah. You're going to go see Wanda. You, and it sure. just kind of fizzles. And I'm like, Oh, for, oh I mean, well, I'll they say thought this. the important thing was Lou Diamond Phillips under their car. And it wasn't. The uh, funny part would have been right there saying, OK, guess what? You are now at, talking to Wanda's hu- husband and say or boyfriend or whatever and saying, yeah, you're going to go be seeing her tonight while he's working. And that creates this kind of new tension, creates a, a bigger situation for them to get out of. I, I, I'll, go say, and I'll say I'll say yeah.
5: this, I'll say this. Just as a side note, the woman who plays Wanda Breen in there is the director's uh, wife. For real, yeah. <laughs> but uh, second, yeah. I, I looked that up while
0: because uh, I saw the shit the the same way. Just basically make his wife feel good about having some, someone compliment her and her clothes and everything. Apparently, um,
5: yeah, but, but then then also, of, wait, 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 um, but then also, also, said, uh, but no, but the tension is supposed to be. There's a point where he says, "I'm going to go see Wanda," because that's the only name he knows. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely, and then, but there's that mm-hmm. moment where he's like, he takes a moment and he looks at him, and then you don't know what's going to happen. And then, right. So the tension is, oh, but you go this way because if they do, if they do the, you what you're the saying, turn.
0: You turn and the turn would have been the cop going, "That's my wife." In which wait, case, wait, then let he me said, finish, let get me, the hell out of
5: here." Wait, let because... me finish. So, Sorry, go ahead. So when Sorry. they, um, that's the, the tension that they went for in the scene was that moment where you don't know what he's gonna say, and then he goes, right? Then he goes, there. if you do that. Then you then have to, then you take it to another place, you know where you know I mean what he's just gonna be like oh you're gonna go see my wife and then uh, and then eventually drive off. Um, what they were like, doing, what they were doing was setting up, you know, um, the the thing that he's going underneath the cars and doing well, that so that later they can you know use that, um, you know,
2: for the. Job. But imagine, imagine if it was his wife and that was. It would be kind of an ingenious way to get rid of that car, which is what they were trying to do. Right. Um, he goes, like, Freddie, take me home. I need to see Wanda. And suddenly the car is gone.
0: Hey, Olaf.
5: Yeah. Maybe
2: David Phillips
0: is flying under there going, the car is gone. And he's like, you know, I mean, that's that would be an interesting kind of a punch. I mean, the problem is that <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, you've got the tension, fine, in a drama, that would be great. In a comedy you need the turn and there's no turn. Oh, that, it just I kind mean, of they, they chose, chose not to do that. They chose not to do it. So I mean I don't think it's uh, I know that's what I'm saying. They do this several times in this film. There are several
4: but I wonder if they were just what? more setting up a near miss situation. Right. That's all near-miss. Yeah yeah, near-miss. yeah
3: that's yeah. what I would
4: think. This, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I, I commented the like the scene where um the cops are walking and they don't even realize the four guys <laughs> Up right behind in the very car that they're looking for Frank in, right? right? Like there's, there's all these near miss scenes where it's like yeah, almost right. Yeah, yeah, but if yeah. you have if if they had say it, it was the guy's wife, that could have just taken the movie in such a different direction. right. Yeah, well, it's it's breaks
0: put brakes on what was supposed to continue. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I mean, I do see that point. But like I said, then, but it feels like okay. The setup is just wasted. It feels like okay. Boom. Boom. And then. No, no, we got to keep the plot going. We can't we can't break here. And I think that's the problem that I always have to feel is that the plot is the most important thing. They've got to get that robbery done, and any side things are directly linked to that, and there's nothing else. You can't have a side story that has not linked to the plot, and you're kind of locked right in there, and the whole but, thing is very locked up. I
3: mean... But isn't that
5: the title? The yes. Title disorganized What are you talking
3: crime. about? That's that's know. why i said what i said at the beginning at the beginning i said it feels like it is just loose and by you know all it and it's i
5: think you guys are like, way over analyzing a stupid 80s comedy like seriously
0: like <laughs> what well, we didn't overanalyze they live last week for two hours right what, no that was you Buddy, uh, uh, I
5: but we didn't.
4: Like, but but, but you it's know it's what? Ninety. But I'd hate to see you guys do Inception if this is oh, how you right. go in on a oh, I know, like, Yeah, Inception, that's so what I'm,
5: I'm, I'm like. But but we didn't. Oh, we didn't <laughs> analyze They live as in, like picking it apart, or oh, you know, stupidly. You know, like we just basically oh. just talked about it. A, a, a lot. We I Just so, wait until next week. I can't wait. Oh
0: yeah, I, yeah, but I'm, I, mean, I mean, I think it's going way <laughs> oh, over. No, hold on, okay, okay. We're doing a comedy, right? Right. And we're supposed to laugh during a comedy. And I I, I was,
5: like,
3: thought well, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. I
0: I, 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 I I sat there and I broke a smile twice. Cause you like really stupid I didn't shit. Chuckle, <laughs> <and I laughs> Cause you like bad.
5: dumb shit, though. So, come on. I <laughs>
0: do like dumb shit. I do. I do. <laughs> so, but I like to have my comedy. Maybe I like my comedy a bit broader. Uh, I I didn't find like the one liners that they tried to put in didn't work and the comedic situation uh Lou Diamond Phillips being dragged under the car i guess was the, the closest they were going to get to broad comedy and even then he gets up dusts himself off is the back is i scratched on the back I'm like i'm love that. In he went over a curb for god's sake he supposed to be dead <laughs> like what do, do you want mom, you want that? him to be dead because of it like, i love it he got up and i'm like Oh, come on, at least have the you know back of his shirt all like almost oh, you you're so, right? going way come on now that's yes, silly. Haven't, haven't yes. You and you know what get I do I own the entire collection of their uh, their talkies and you know well, what their clothes get wrecked when they do something like that okay King.
3: Dude. Maybe they
0: couldn't afford it in their it's budget. Supposed to, to be ridiculous. I I, uh,
3: okay. I know. Uh, yeah. is, uh, okay.
0: Okay. So so okay. So reality doesn't work in this film until it does. Until it does. I mean, it's weird. This film just It it grounds itself very hard into reality. Right. And then it'll be broad like that, and then go. oh Yeah. Nope. He's just like a cartoon know. character. He gets I up. I don't know anyone flying.
5: who's seen I this movie. movie. Cartoon character. I don't know anyone have, like, who's seen this movie. back or something. You're like the that. only just, person I know who's seen this movie who was like. Oh man, this movie sucks because his jacket wasn't
0: ripped up. No, I'm like what? that's right. stupid. I'm I'm just, that is. What are you what talking about? Steve. And I thought, no, they, they they blew the chance of you know him having to come by and they're like they're looking at the back of his shirt. And it's all like, Scott, what happened to you? Oh, no, that, Later,
5: is, that's that's king for
0: you. <laughs> that is, it is, it is. Okay, sorry. You, you, I guess you thought the hole through the nose thing and his head in the thing was also. I guess that was that funny was too. But it was funny. It was yeah.
3: slapstick. It was funny, funny. Yeah, it, was silly. it doesn't matter. Slapstick is obvious. It's supposed to be.
0: You're right. You're right. But if it's done right. It's it's funny. I, oh, I, gee. I what else? How else can you I'm do sorry. it? does I, I, I this funny at all? Were you expecting I was thinking
5: you're,
3: you're overly
5: critical, dude. Just so I can
2: be part of the talk yeah. and we can say that, uh... yeah,
5: I, I, think what? You, I think it's
0: overly critical, dude. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. You know why I'm overly critical? Because I saw a comedy that did not make me laugh. Remember when we watched, uh what the hell was that? Casino Royale and how bad that was? That, that's were you different. guys being overcritical when you were tearing No, because that, that was apart? a piece of shit. Exactly. That was a piece because of it was funny and it was a terrible film. You, now I'm not saying it's a terrible film. This had some good performances. It has some. It, it's a good storyline, but it wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing. I didn't go. Oh, this is. Oh my God. Oh look what's happening to them now. I, I'm not like going. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's going to so, happen. Now. You don't okay.
3: like so anything. So Natasha, Natasha, yeah. since we have you here, and yeah, I feel please, like this is, is, I feel like this is actually an important part of understanding how we look at things, right? Please give us your insight into how people find some things funny and then other people don't find it funny at all. Because there is, I think, a a group altogether that likes a certain type of comedy and then some people like different kinds of comedy. And then you layer those things together. Uh, but I, you're the expert. You tell us what do you? I'm do? the
4: expert because I do a bit of comedy.
5: You yes. are the oh, expert. Oh,
3: expert. Yeah, hey. Listen, don't ruin my moment
4: here.
5: <laughs> totally the expert. Um, <laughs> uh,
4: I, I probably will ruin your moment because I actually thought it was funny, but didn't laugh a lot. So well, I did. I wouldn't agree that it wasn't funny. I just had a lot of moments of going, "Oh, that's funny," but I wasn't necessarily laughing. Um, but I. I I did think there was lots of humor in it, albeit mostly, like we said, slapstick type humor. But I think it depends on part of what you find funny is what you're expecting. It sounds like it. It was. Um, I don't even know what to say about
0: oh, about sound?
5: how to oh. understand.
0: Uh, Sorry, you know, there's the some noise coming through. Where it's coming from?
5: Wait, yeah, where's that sound coming
0: from? Jen, Jen. Me. I think you're you're having some sort of feedback or something.
5: Oh no, here.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was Jen. It was Jen. It's always Jen. <laughs> it's not Sorry, always go Jen. ahead. Natasha. So
4: yeah, <laughs> I mean, what to say about you know? I think that I I, I, I get what what was being said about there were some m- opportunities missed with the comedy. Um, But I think it was, I don't even know how to put it. Like it was, the comedy was laced into the plot, which was actually, was obviously very important, but it wasn't necessarily as funny to some as it was to others, right? Like I said, I found it funny, but wasn't necessarily laughing all the time, but was amused by it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think I laughed as much as maybe some of you did. Um, but I was totally amused and totally appreciated um, just some of those scenes where you're like, "Oh, here we go again." Because it it being a comedy of errors, that's what, what part of it was amusing. When yet again another situation happened, you're like, "These guys are idiots." That was amusing. That was part of the comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't think you could really watch it and expect much more because that's what they were presenting. So I don't know if I really spoke to what you're saying, Jen, but for me, I don't know how to break down, you know, comedy is such um, an individual thing. I know from doing comedy, there is a major challenge. The major challenge is how do you make a bunch of people with different types of sense of humor all find one thing funny, right? And uh, and, uh, usually slapstick is fairly safe because it doesn't require um, a lot of... um, it usually appeals to most people when you can be amused at that level, but I guess this time not not the case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, look, I'm not saying it was a terrible film. And it's like, oh, this is awful. No, it, the film was fine. The plot, I like the plot. I like the acting. Uh, I was amused at the scene with Ed O'Neill chasing his pants down the river for a while. It was, it was fun. Um some interesting things did come up, and I was like, "Okay, that's interesting. That's not bad." But I never thought, you know, "Oh, oh my God, that's that's hilarious." Like, uh, okay, this is going wrong. That's going wrong. Okay, I, I see where they're going. That everything's going to go wrong as they're going along. Hence the title, "Disorganized Crime." Got it. Uh, but I, sorry, it just, I, I just wasn't my. Cup of tea as far as comics go. I think it was a fine film of plot stuff that, you know, everything going wrong for these guys, but that could have been done as a drama and gone the same way in some cases if you just change it just a little bit. So, you know, it could have been a a good heist film too. Oh, go ahead, uh, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Uh,
2: I I just want to say, in in my opinion, that uh, watching this, it seemed like Ed O'Neill was the only one that really understood and played up to what the movie was supposed to be mm-hmm. it seemed like all of the gangsters more or less played it pretty straight for the most part <laughs> and he was the only one that was actually going over the top with his performance
5: but i don't think he want like everybody to be over the top though you in know in no
2: a, no. Uh, no but, but it's over the top ensemble with you know uh you know comedy of airs you want to see you know some bigger reactions to things that are going wrong
0: yeah, like the frustration has got to be like up to here by the end of the film, where they're like, you know, literally losing their minds because of everything falling apart. I mean, like, like I said, there's some weird things where there's threads that happen that go nowhere. Uh, Fred Gwynn suddenly he's like, "Oh, my heart!" Oh, and the dramatic sting, of music comes up, and it's like, "Oh, oh, what's wrong?" It's just my heart, but don't worry, I'll get through this, and we're gonna do this thing, and don't, I'll kill you if you guys back. You know, and then nothing. It's like, okay, why was this scene here? What was the point? I'm like because they were i noticed a, it i they, noticed it because it was there and it was being very obvious that this wait a is a scene he was there.
5: having a uh a physical altercation he's an older guy with a yeah. younger guy okay and then right he's
0: he had an uh, uh, a reaction writing a story but when you're writing a story no scene is just to be a scene it there's a reason for every scene in a film if it's done right uh, i mean and that that was a scene that was set up. They put the musical sting. They did everything to make that look like it's an important scene, and it doesn't pay off anywhere. It, agree, it, totally it never comes back. It's like, what was that for? Why? Why put that scene in? It well, because totally that moment, he—that's
5: how they broke the scene. Was he had the heart issue, and then he was like, okay. and he took the medicine, and then he was like, I, and he was fine. And okay. he said, okay. and then so he they, said you, "I have yeah. the decency not to die before the job is done," or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed I mean, by the trailer though? When you watch the trailer, there's like a lot of stuff in the trailer that's not in the movie.
0: Yeah, like all the people they were talking to, obviously that happened before they went to Montana.
5: Yeah, I think they probably initially started with them in their regular lives, and then they...
0: and then they got their letter, and they, oh, hey, I'm off to my... So
5: there's probably probably, um, a bunch of stuff that they cut out or something
0: maybe maybe they you know like i said it's a loose thread it's because there is no payoff later on it's just like it's there i mean honestly it was and there could have been but that's not the film i saw huh
2: Hmm? maybe it was supposed to be the payoff for something that was uh yeah
0: and that's the thing but that's not the film i saw
5: i didn't see what was i I mean obviously there's a
0: lot because uh that trailer
5: there's like a bunch of stuff that's not in the movie but um I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I didn't look at the movie like, why didn't they pay off him the heart attack? Like that's to me, that's like overly. But
0: I wouldn't have noticed it if they didn't put in the musical sting and make it a big thing. Like they, they put this stupid musical little. I know. I think you're. I don't don't know.
5: It's like a stupid comedy. Like I don't. I know. Stupid comedy. I didn't. Why uh, put
0: that scene in if it's just being a stupid comedy? That's what I'm saying. It's like.
5: it makes perfect sense. I don't know why it, it doesn't, doesn't make it. sense.
0: Okay. It makes okay. perfect sense. What <laughs> right, was fine. that heart attack? <laughs> okay, so why don't we see a scene in Star Wars where Luke goes to take a trip to the bathroom in the middle of the film because he's got to go like everybody does, you know? Because it's <laughs> that's not, not a comedy. I don't know. It's like- not
5: Star Wars? Is a comedy? I don't, uh, I don't, no. I I don't know. Sometimes I wonder about you, bro. Uh, you may wonder. Like, you may that, wonder. Is, wonder. That, is, that is like overly... That's like... You're the one of those people that oh, watch 24 and complain that Jack Bauer never uses the bathroom. No, well, it is weird. But listen,
4: I'm a diehard 24 fan, and I complain that Jack Bauer never uses. A bathroom. Yeah, it is. I do it is we no need to Batman see him taking a shit? Yeah, it's, do we it's, need it's...
5: to see Jack Bauer taking a shit? No. Well, here's the
4: thing. No,
0: but like even just <laughs> Why...
4: like an, an acknowledgement once in eight to ten
0: seasons. Who cares? you One know, of the commercial breaks before they do the commercial breaks and they're going deep, deep. They show the you know a washroom sign. And that's it. Who so, okay, gives I'm a fuck? Okay.
5: Just be entertaining.
0: <laughs> Just be entertaining. Who cares? <laughs> like yeah,
5: but You're one thing. of those Sometimes... people that want, needs to know what the Force is. <laughs> what? No, I don't care yes, about the Yes, you Wars. do. No. You're one of those. No, you need to hear there's this thing it's called mini-chlorians. And mini-chlorians make up the world. And you're the reason why there's mini-chlorians. I'm not a Star Wars fan at all. I like Star Wars, but I'm not a fan. Because Luke don't take a shit in it. That's why.
0: <laughs> no, that's not why. I'm saying though. Why did we see sometimes not necessary?
5: Why didn't we they, see Darth Vader being fitted for his uh, helmet? Why can't oh, okay. we see Darth Vader being fitted for his helmet? They just knew the right size they didn't to put on. Him. That. Like, yeah, they you, didn't you know, that like, like, we didn't see Wait, them measuring that, his head oh, to make sure it was going to fit. That
4: to you? It doesn't make. It didn't make twenty four bad. It's just something that occurred. Yeah. Exactly. Who cares? There was an easy movie with Bill Cosby years ago, and I remember he was invisible. And What's I remember that? thinking in the movie, well, he would have to be naked by because his clothes would show but his oh. body wouldn't. Right? I had the thought. I didn't think it ruined the movie. No.
0: Hey, these things pop in your head. Yeah, but I I'm mean, saying like, to I'm, be like. I, to I, I, t- I, I say, oh, the movie sucks because of this scene. No, what I said was it's a it's a it's an example of a loose thread that this film has a lot of in it, where they have a, a something come up that seems to have want to go somewhere but never does. I didn't take
5: it as that. I just took it as okay, as okay, moment. that's fine. But and I wasn't trying I wasn't, most trying, to, I wasn't trying to with a spyglass going.
0: You don't need a spyglass. You, you, you watch like, a lot of films, You literally films, got right? the film and you're just like, oh, uh, uh, wait on. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you watch a lot of films, do you not? I do. Okay, so if they do a Chekhov's gun, right, Okay, where they show the gun on the table, okay. you know that's going to come back later in the film, right? Possibly. Right? Almost 90 time, If a guy walks by something and he looks at something specifically, like he's looking at a piece of machinery when he's going by it, you know later on that it's film that one. piece of machinery is going to do something for the, to resolve it, right? That lingering shot, possibly. Yeah, that, and they do that for a reason, right? And then it works for that. These things, it's the, it's, it's. I look the, at it overall. Language, I, right, you don't show something for no reason. But you don't like, have something like, happen for no reason. It's not just, like, hey, let's just. I'd honestly, cut to the this, things please. that you're
5: mentioning are so insignificant, and like no, I've ne- no one even thinks about that. Like that's just silly. Okay.
4: But clearly, okay. not no one. He did.
5: I did, but but I mean, i be the only one. No, I'm just saying that's, that's Terry though. He's going, he's going to be
0: spyglass with the film. No, 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 I'm just like, I just know, look, I watch enough films to know narrative structures. When something like this happens, it usually, if they make something look important at the time, there's usually a payoff and this film does a lot of things where they fill up and there's no payoff. I can't like, watch the okay. Three
5: Stooges with you because you're gonna be like,
0: <laughs> you're gonna. Be they like, do, they do, at least the Stooges do that. They do. Stuff oh yeah, right. I'm sure. I'm, I'm hammer, sure if I go back, hit someone in the head. I'm sure if I go back, there are gonna be a lot of loose threads. Uh-huh. Using your, uh, if thing. you see Mo pick up a, a crowbar, you know someone's gonna
2: get hit with it. Oh Jesus! Hey, can can we talk about Daniel Robot for a second?
5: Thank you, the great Daniel Robot. By the way,
2: oh, go ahead. I don't I don't know if he's from New Jersey, but he's certainly. Sounded like he was from New Jersey. Right. I mean, it was it, it was plastered on that, that that accent that he was using. Um, Ed O'Neill, you know, casual, you know, because he's Ed O'Neill. He sounded like Ed O'Neill. Um, Roebuck, on the other hand, was like, well, I'm from Jersey, you know? Nobody else's. <laughs> Uh think about that when watching this.
5: Uh no, nah, I didn't even think about it. But uh that is now that you say it, yeah. I thought I felt like Daniel Roebuck was uh was It's like
2: uh, somebody said, uh, I don't know, just sound like some guy from New Jersey. And it's like, Okay, I can do that. Mm. And then we got what we got.
3: Did it make you want to get some coffee?
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely want to get some coffee.
3: Wanna get some coffee. Dr. With Dr.
2: Barbara. Next time. Uh... <laughs> what
3: about in uh... Boston? Uh, no, <laughs> coffee is Jersey. Coffee Coffee is not. That's not Boston. Hilarious. Nobody in Boston says
2: coffee. Uh... Talks amongst yourselves. I'm feeling a little for clipped.
5: from
3: that's uh, good. That's good. All right. oh, you know, I, I, I have, I, I'm sorry that I was getting feedback. I don't know what was going on. But I, I, I listened to everything you guys were saying. And one of the things that I think that happens on yeah. Cinema de Fromage is we sort of run aground sometimes by having movies that are specifically supposed to be cheesy and possibly not the pinnacle of Academy Award-winning cinema which is awesome because that's the point of that's what we're point, doing. Right. And when we, right. And when we uphold, you know, not every shot was done with fourths or thirds or not every film had a perfect first, second and third act that what we miss the point of what we're doing here, which right. is not to hold any of these movies up, but to laugh and say, wow, some of these movies are so hilarious that they become caricatures either of the moment they were written and and released or they are just entertaining because they are cheesy. That I think is ultimately the bottom line and getting lost in the semantics of whether a movie was good or bad throws the whole premise of what we're doing here off and out the window.
5: Yeah, You know, it's funny. I went into this season like with this thought that I was going to, because I felt like in the previous seasons, I was doing what you were saying, Jen, as far as, uh, and I'm like, you know what, these movies are supposed to be of this caliber, so I have to change my thinking when it comes to my scoring of the movies because, um, you know, for that reason, I mean, the, the point of the show is that these movies are not Academy Award winners, you know what I'm saying, these are uh, not necessarily Raspberry Award winners, but... Definitely, you know, cheesy movie. So, if you watch it from that prism, then it kind of changes the way. If you if you do that, it changes the way that you think about it when you do your um, your scoring. So, um, so you know, I I mean, I felt like myself. Movies that we've done in the past, uh, I've probably done that. So we have to probably maybe it's the way that we score and too we got to change is on the more of like a cheesy meter um, more than um than like okay is the story good is the acting good is the sound design good maybe we should have maybe we should we should judge its cheesiness more than you know its actual film craft so
3: can I, can I give you one mm-hmm. quick hot take about some people that have listened to the podcast and given me quick feedback on sure, it? Sure, please. <clears throat> um, a couple of people have said that what happens is they tune in thinking it's going to be something like uh, Mystery Science Theater, where, you know, hey, it's cheesy movies, and what made this funny, what made it cheesy, what made it hilarious, and uh, myself included get way too bogged down in the was it technically correct? Was it? Because I mention a lot about technicalities, and I mean, part of that is being a former film student, right? I notice those things because they are ingrained in my head. But I also think that they're right—that we're we are saying this is cheesy cinema, and we've sort of moved away from because the, the the showdown last year, which was, I had so many people listen to it and say, "Yeah, but both of those films were really good."
0: Yeah, I mean, that's was, why they were picked.
3: What, what was supposed to be funny, right? But that's the point. The point is, if I could go to any podcast to get a showcase showdown on two films. What I can't get anywhere is what made those movies funny for the cinema do. From wh- why, what made them cheesy cinema? Why were they che- if, if they weren't? If they were so good, then why are they cheesy cinema? And I think that that's a valid criticism. I don't know what to do about it, but it's a valid criticism. The way that I pick my movies is they are actually sort of not the worst of the worst, but they are movies that I feel like if you've never seen them before, because who would watch a movie about giant ants? I just don't know anybody. But if we showcase it and we laugh about it, somebody might go watch it and go, you know what, that's my favorite movie. It's just those, although I doubt it, but those are the kinds of things that I thought we were trying to do. And I don't know where we are right now.
0: Okay. Now, after saying that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put this in. We haven't talked about this film at all in this whole part. We're talking about all of it. And there's a reason for that. And uh, to be honest, I didn't find this film to be a cheesy film. I found this film to be a meh film. It was a mediocre, it was a middle of the road film. It's a comedy subjective. I may be completely off on whether it's funny or not, and that's that's not the point. Was it a cheesy film? No. Now, I'll go back and now I'm going to get a little pointed here and a little salty, but I gave us Plan 9 from Outer Space last year and you guys destroyed the film, said, ah, there's nothing good about this, this is crap and everything. I'm honest with every one of my reviews. I look at a film and I say, okay, it, it may be garbage, but I got entertained by this and I like this and I like that about the film. And, that, and I'll always do that for any film. If I like it and I think it's cheesy, I'll enjoy it. If I don't like a film, I don't like a film. And it's, it's because it doesn't appeal to me in any way. I mean, I like garbage. I like a lot of garbage. I mean, the films that I pick are usually like, for example, we're going to put this to the test. If we're going to talk about cheesy films, we've got Robot Monster there. And it is a steaming pile of garbage as far as films go. <laughs> but it, I am entertained watching it because it's got so many goofy, dumb things about it
3: then we're scoring it wrong then we are scoring uh, our friends I, scoring, wrong we're scoring, I'm scoring upside down we're
0: not be scoring based, based on whether no hold on hold on when i when we create the things, it wasn't to say oh this has to be and, and i think where we've gone wrong is to to assume that the highest score was the winner it's not necessarily but when, we're, when the one value is were you entertained at the end of the day it doesn't matter whether the, the acting was terrible or whatever were you entertained at the end of the day when you watch this film did you Enjoy yourself watching it, whether it was a good, you know, whatever the film it is. Like, Warrior, you know, Warriors, I'm entertained watching the film. Did it have good production? I'm sure it did. Uh, so I, everything we I said about that film, I was honest about. I didn't go and sit there and go, oh, you know, that film is this. I mean, yeah, so we overanalyze it a bit. Sure. But, you know, you, what do you do? Sit there for an hour and, ha, this scene was funny. Ha, ha, this scene was funny. Ha, ha, this scene was funny. Or that was goofy. Sure, we could do that. But we take a different take on sometimes. And I kind of like sometimes when we take a film that is really not that good and suddenly find that one little kernel in there that's oh, But there's something really interesting about this film that, you know, is covered by all the manure on it that makes it, you know, interesting, why it's kind of worth watching. (coughs) Burn Offerings. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh, You bring that up again. But you know what? I'll tell you this much. Even though I didn't like Burn Offerings... It was. <laughs> we had an entertaining show about it because yes. I still talked about all the garbage I hated about Burn Offerings, but it was all the that was all the cheese that we were talking no, about. No, that right? was
5: the most one of the most fromage movies. Was, uh, I don't know, it
0: was the most fromage. I, like I, I guess we all have I a said different it was idea. What one of the it is. most
5: fromage movies?
0: It, it was blocky. It was so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. So I find it uh,
4: a little interesting. Sorry, one to be the therapist on the episode where you guys seem to be having an identity crisis. Hilarious. Here. <laughs> why do you think you're Why do you think but, you're on this episode? It, oh, you can't even define for much. Exactly. <laughs> I think that yeah. is the problem. This is I very interesting. Anything. But I will also say, with the idea of you know putting on my therapist lens, I thought, and a comedian, I thought they should have had a scene where they did group therapy with the the criminals and couples therapy with the cops. Oh, God. <laughs> that would have been good, right? That would have been good. I would have, I would have watched that
0: movie. Uh, I don't
4: know how they would have put it in. Whether they did it just for fun in an outtake, but I thought that would have been funny.
0: Yeah, if instead of having your time to go after the guys, you know, oh, let's go pay the bail, paying bail in dollar bills. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, that's yeah, that yeah. was a bit that was funny because right, well,
5: let's do this then. Let's what are we gonna do. Re dang, this is terrible. Uh, well, let's not have
0: a crisis of faith here now. Hold on a 2nd uh, This is not. This is somebody's not listening, the and they're like, they're "Like, what the hell is going on?"
5: No,
3: okay, no, no crisis of faith. A clarity moment. We are having a clarity moment where we are redefining. No, not redefining. We are refining our mission and our goal. Let's make it super positive.
0: Right, let's As do- an alcoholic, I say we haven't hit rock bottom yet. Let's so, do this. How are we going to get back up yet? Come Let, on. Let's do this. Uh, instead
5: of finishing with the scores, we'll kind of re figure it out and then we'll just record uh, an ending. Um, we'll put it up as is and we'll do a scoring once we re figure it out. And then um, we'll get together and just do the scores. Um,
0: okay. And we'll, I, we'll, we'll, we'll just record that. Like,. Uh... Okay, I'll tell you what. I say next week's film... What what is what do we have on slate for next week? Uh, don't be afraid don't,
3: of the dark. Don't be afraid, don't be of, afraid
0: the of the dark. Okay. So let us... I say watch it all together. Group therapy here, right? Natasha, do you think this is a good idea? You watch it all together? Well, I, I it have to together.
4: keep going for me to decide if I think it's good.
0: good. Okay, sorry. This is my start here. We watch it all together. And then and we can... Say what we want to say as we're watching it, get an idea, and then maybe discuss it afterwards before we do the, the show, and then walk away and have our own ideas too. But at least then we can have sort of an idea of what we think of this this movie together before we put it on the air and say, okay, how does it fit, and what do we? I mean, because yeah, I guess what I was look the stuff I've been putting out for the Cinema de Fromage. I mean, stuff like Logan's Run and everything, where it's the cheesy '70s stuff. It's over the top sci-fi, over the top acting, and everything, and it's fun for the sake of it being goofy and interesting. But at the same time, there's some sometimes there's interesting things within the films that make them, you know, they they could have been better, or there's something about them that, you know, where they were reaching and didn't quite make it. You know, these kind of things I like, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, like I think our our turning point was when we did um, uh, the Stephen King film. Um, the Dead oh, what Zone. was it? Dead Zone. Yeah, but you know what? Though that fit the cheesy factor because it was actually a decent uh, film. But
5: but you know what? Though there is a um, well, I don't want to say it on air, but I'll say it off air. But there there is a reason. Um, But you know, it it might mess with the uh, integrity of uh, to say it publicly. But um, oh, okay. But uh, but. I'm sure people are like, oh man, what is it? What is it? Uh, no, we want to hear that. We want to hear that.
3: Remind everybody that in the same season that we had The Dead Zone, I chose The Car.
5: Yes. The Car. Can, is well, can I, can the I, car was the perfect film for this can film. I, can I? Can I be honest, though, just between me
2: and you? <laughs> it don't
5: fucking matter. As long yeah, as people like what you're doing, that's really, that's really,
3: really the bottom line. It really doesn't
5: matter. There's that's no, really the bottom line. Yeah. We're getting to heaven. Oh, we should oh, we, should, oh, we, should, <laughs> decide. Oh, we yeah. should
3: decide to score this differently if we're going to do our showcase showdown at the end of the season because people do get confused. I mean, that was really valid criticism I think. And I heard it from six people. So six people is not just a little tiny to no, me. that's 100%, 100% of our audience. That's like a lot of people. 100% like, of our audience. Oh my god, I listened and, to this. I'm and, so glad that I can talk to you.
0: But now, what, what were the two films? It was Strange Brew and Dawn of the Dead, was it not? Mm-hmm. It was Strange Brew and wait, was it Dawn of the Dead? Yeah,
3: uh, no, wait, Dawn of the Dead was first season.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, what no. was? No, that? it wasn't. That was yeah. Yeah.
3: season. You
2: no, know, that was, was It was Dawn of the Dead.
5: It was okay. No. Yeah. Maybe it
2: was. If I defend Strange Brew, and I sure. did so happily.
0: But I mean, they're both cheesy films. Like, I don't see how they weren't. What you say? Oh, because I like them, no, but they're not cheesy. No,
3: no, no, no. That's. I don't think that's the point. I think what what people are trying to say is they're both really good movies. Yeah, they're well, not movies that you would end up seeing on Mystery Science Theater. They're not movies. Yeah, that you yeah but it's not. It's I, not know, mystery I know. That's their expectation. Right. So uh, so we need a better job at either messaging. That that's not what we're doing, or we need to specifically broadcast that. Let's do this. Our
5: criteria, this. is what we're going to do. Let's do this. Let's say goodbye, and then we'll talk about it in off air because I'm oh, sure. That, I'm is sure boring. this is, not, this so is now not We're ready. having
4: a. We're not going to talk about the, this in front of the kids. Moment,
5: right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, cuz this, this is boring as hell. We so love you, but yeah,
4: it's
5: so, it's so off topic. It's so off topic, and once again, I'll put
0: to the fact that. God and, yeah. quotes, this film did not, this film didn't give enough to make us want to talk about the film. Uh, no, well, no, I mean, no, that's I, not true. I, I disagree with that. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I think, I okay, think we had one. Hey, you know what? Let's, let's talk about the about film. The let's go right. back to the film. Just, just let's talk about the film then. Uh, well, I, look, we we kind of why are we giving up? We kind of we kind of We kind of effed it up.
5: So like it's you know, I mean you know. They, 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 the they, wait a minute! Spoiler! Spoiler yeah. alert! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Spoiler alert! They were successful in robbing the bank. All right, so let's do this. Uh, they right.
0: were? that part?
5: Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were <laughs> successful. Oh, and
0: someone got thrown into
5: poop. Right. Cow- yeah. All right, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and after that
5: Natasha, how you <laughs> Natasha. Yes.
3: What,
4: what do I say I actually I liked the movie I was amused I, I found it started a little I was more disinterested at the beginning and then I really wanted to see what happened with this group of bumbling idiots and I quite got caught up in what, what they were doing so it captured my interest it kept me wanting to watch it what more can you ask for in a film I appreciate the humor
5: I'm with you, Natasha. Me too, Natasha. Um, so it's good we have a good Canadian on. But uh, how can we get you on social media?
4: <laughs> Me? Yeah. Sorry. And tell us about
5: your show. I'm sorry.
4: Um, oh, so I do a show called The Human Experience Tuesdays at 8, even though I didn't do it this week uh, because I decided to actually to my own advice and practice some self-care and I slept instead. It was beautiful. Um, so I just talk about all kinds of things about what we experience in human, as human beings, in our emotions. And I'm my big thing in speaking is about resilience. So I love to focus on how we demonstrate resilience, how we can become more resilient. Um, social media. So Facebook and Instagram, Natasha A. Halliday. And for my comedy, even though I haven't posted for a while, um, at Lady Day Comedy, I'm also on Instagram for uh, comedy with that. And hoping I have another show coming up. I actually just applied for something on Friday, so I'm waiting to hear. Um, but looking forward to I'm actually starting to miss it for something that's new to me. I'm missing doing the comedy because I enjoy it so much.
5: Nice. Um, and one, I have to uh, apologize. Uh, this is almost like your your friend invites you over and then you watch him beat his wife. So
4: uh <laughs> it's actually so congruent because I did happen to peek on my phone. You also spelled holiday wrong when you said special guest. What? Yeah, I, 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 I Wait a minute! I, I just copied a d a y when it's i d a y. Wait a minute! I just
5: copied and pasted. And no, just
4: I just co- I just
5: copied and pasted from your Instagram. I you didn't. couldn't have copied and pasted. I, from that's my what Instagram I
0: did. I didn't I know type how it to
4: out. spell my name.
5: Apparently <laughs> not, because I didn't. I didn't type it. I just copied and pasted.
0: The show's about to get interesting. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> First time.
5: For me. I, I did that just so I wouldn't make a mistake. Well, so
4: I'll go back to what I said. We're not going to talk about this in front of the kids.
5: <laughs> but uh, but uh, hopefully, uh, we can have you back on, and it'll be, I promise, a, a better uh, experience than uh, this one. So, uh, right. you
3: can come on for Night of the Lepus.
5: Oh my gosh. She, she'll never, robot she'll never talk to me again. <laughs> or
3: the robot monster. I, I, would, I would
0: actually watch. love to see what your analysis of the whole family structure in that film is. She'll she'll never What's the movie? Robot Monster. Robot Monster.
4: Oh wow, it's it sounds fromage. It's yeah.
0: it's That's a nice. gorilla with a diving helmet on that, from the moon attacking the earth. Yeah. Well By if you're himself. considering
4: changing your rating, you ever think about rating the smelliest cheese to the least smelliest cheese?
0: Yeah, sort of Limburger to uh Swiss. Swiss? Swiss. Yeah, Swiss yes. has got a great. I think a nice gouda.
5: <laughs> All right. So uh Jen, how can we get you? Uh
3: you can how can you get me? <laughs> well, you can buy me a really awesome Italian dinner. That would help. Uh-huh. Um, you can you can find I me on Twitter. A cheap one. Oh, <laughs> no lots, of lots of cheese. Lots of cheese. Um, you can get me on Twitter at Following Bliss One, and you can check out my websites at StudioWhiteWolf.com and the MoviesMakeTheMeal.com. All right, all
5: right, all right. Uh, Joshua. Well,
2: as always, when I'm not here talking cheese, uh, you can find me over at Studios.com or on Twitter at SkitComic or at Uh Just go to Studios.com to find out all about my uh, other wonderful Semicore Studios podcast.
5: When are you going to have uh, us on your show, man? Are you trying to hide us? Keep us?
2: Trying to, but you keep popping up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Josh.
3: Let's talk Doom Patrol. Uh,
2: okay. Um, now announced, new podcast all about Doom Patrol coming up. Yay! Right,
3: wow, right. the power of persistence.
2: You got to get to
0: the second season first.
5: You can get me, me a Kente... F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson, and Instagram. Of course, the website is indyradio.org. That's i n d y radio.org, and um, uh, we'll be on Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, for an all-new episode of Men and Women Talk: The Mars Venus Show. Uh, don't remember what the what the topic is, so please forgive me. Uh, I know that's terrible. It's great, right?
3: no matter what. But next but week,
5: no though. Oh, well, I'll, I'll get into next week because we got a tease next week, but. Uh, uh, uh king um how can we get you on uh,
0: social right media here, and it. don't you say and don't you're say there's I mean, no way here. to get you no, no no you're not gonna email me you're not gonna instagram me or tweet me or anything i'm right here that's it that's all you're gonna find me and it's sad uh-huh. but you know i somebody has to you know stand alone against these mean people uh-huh. now i'm <laughs> they're fine they're good people <laughs> I'm just a collection. They're good people. And I love and, them all. I will right. find me.
5: And I, I got to uh, tease next week's movie. Next week's movie is um, "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark." It came out in 1973, October 10th, which is a friend of mine's birthday. Uh, and it says a couple who inherited an old house learned they share it with small creatures determined to possess the wife's mind. Okay, uh, directed by John. Newland It was actually a TV movie On ABC
1: Oh
5: Yeah And um Our special guest next week Will be Olaf Barbosa Oh he's perfect So he's gonna come on And uh Actually I gotta get A copy of that So everybody can see it Um We might have to do Cause I I don't I don't think I was able to do it So we may have to do it Um We might have to do it Uh Like uh Where we all watch it together So I don't know If I don't, if I'm not able to get a download copy, what? What? we'll see. We'll we don't out. talk about that on the air. Yeah. Well, yeah. We don't want the uh, people to know that. So. Well,